Hey there, fellow pop culture nerds, Christian from the Proton Pack podcast here. Tony and I recently made the transition to host our podcast at anchor.fm, and they made switching from our previous podcast host an absolute breeze. Whether you're old pros like us or new to the podcast game, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. In fact, you don't even need the complete tech setup that we use. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free. That includes creation tools allowing you to record and edit your podcast, which you can do right from your phone or computer, and it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. And as you gain traction with your show, you can easily make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to another episode of the Proton Pack Podcast. I'm Chris, and with me always is the R2-D2 to my C-3PO, Tony. Say hey, Tone. Hello. I can't do the R2-D2 noise, so hello. Is that Hispanic uh, R2-D2? Hello. Hello. R2-D2. R2-D2 like baby Herman. Beep, 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 Close enough. That no, that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> we are coming at you with a brand new show. Uh, a lot of information that is very much Star Wars related. So yeah. uh, if you're not into Star Wars, uh, we appreciate you hanging in there with us. And if you are into Star Wars, who there's a lot to come. But, this is uh, the episode for you. Episode 23, something, 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 something podcast. <laughs> Uh, before we get there, we might as well throw out our shameless plugs. Uh, the first being that uh, if you are a fan of dogs and rescue dogs, uh, we invite you to come check out uh, my nonprofit organization, Rough Riders. You can find our uh, website, roughriders.org, R-U-F-F. And uh, we, we basically pull dogs from uh, kill shelters and bring them to uh, shelters and rescues uh, that are no-kill, get them adopted and fostered out. Uh, we're always looking for some good support. We're all over, 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 <laughs> we're all over, over social media. Um, so you can find us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, uh, rough writers saves. Love That's... the organization and love the name. Roof writers. Appreciate Roof. it. Uh, Tony, you do a little show each and every week uh, with our friend Jimmy Jones, if you want to drop some knowledge on that. Yeah, I uh, partake in the movie segment on Pop Culture Kaboom. You can listen to us on KNVC, uh, which is, oh man, it's in Carson City. <laughs> I didn't have to dial in on that one. I want to say it's 95.1 KNVC uh, Carson City. You can catch our show at, uh, if you're listening to it on Pacific Time, uh, the show starts at 8 o'clock. 
or excuse me, seven o'clock. It's eight o'clock uh, Mountain Time where I'm at. And uh, Sundays, yeah. right? Sunday nights, yeah. And then uh, every Tuesday, a new episode of our movie reviews that we do on uh, the show. We do the YouTube show, and that drops on YouTube. Uh, Pop Culture Kaboom. You can find that on there. I'll share the link on our site. Um, and uh, yeah, check it out if you're into sarcastic trailer movie reviews because we don't actually go see the movies we we watch the trailers kind of review it and then uh, we go back and forth if it's something we think will be good or not and then usually i go see them anyways whether they're good or not so <laughs> very cool and then the uh, last shameless plug i have is for a website called totally rad 1981.com sound like tony just ripped a fart there but uh he's just moving <laughs> this, in his chair this time i didn't there was an episode a couple weeks back you asked if i did and i laughed i said no and i totally did you did <laughs> Yeah, rock. No, I'm actually legit in a leather seat, and uh, I did not rip ass. But <laughs> don't let that ruin your shameless plug. Yeah, so totallyrad1981.com. Uh, if you are a fan of all things 80s, 90s, retro, grew up as a kid, um, we've got uh, some great T-shirts there that play on some of the uh, properties that we loved uh, growing up. And then uh, you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram, Totally Rad 1981, and we post a lot of fun stuff, uh, throwback stuff, old commercials, cartoon intros, um, all kinds of stuff that uh, will definitely satisfy your nostalgia bone. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I was telling my buddy this weekend, uh, he asked if it was just strictly from 1981, and I was like, no, it's it's everything from our childhood era. It just happens to be called Totally Rad 1981. So Mostly because that was the uh, year that we were both born. Yes. Great year. Spoiler alert. You're uh, old! Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that does it for the shameless plugs. But uh, as we do every week when we go through our stories, uh, Tony will go through on our Facebook page and post the stories uh, that we talk about. Some of them before we get to them, sometimes afterwards. But uh, anything that we talk about, you will find on our Facebook page. And that is at facebook.com forward slash Proton Pack Podcast. And then we also post some great content on Instagram as well. That's at Proton Pack Podcast as well. That is correct. Check us out. Shameless plugs over. Let's roll the show. All right. Getting into it. Uh, TV news, as we do each and every week. As I mentioned, this episode is going to be extremely Star Wars heavy, uh, though we do have a little bit of news that encompasses Star Wars, but isn't completely Star Wars. Uh, what? We... Boy, <laughs> there's the Mickey of the week. Yep. Uh, last week when we recorded, it was a Wednesday, and we mentioned that uh, the following day, that Thursday, Disney was doing their uh, Disney investor meeting, which uh, we were anticipating there'd be some information coming out about uh, the Disney Plus streaming service, and luckily, we were correct. And so uh, we've got some great information coming out of it. Most importantly, the release date, which is November 12th, 2019. And the price, which is, I was shocked when I saw this, just $6.99 per month. Um, it is, I mean, basically half of what you pay for Netflix for a whole lot of content. Yeah, $6.99 is smoking deal for everything that we're about to cover here that that's going to be coming out. And, you know, it's funny, it just made me think, too, because I... Uh, 
logged into Netflix today on another device for the first time, and uh, it's like, hey, your uh, subscription's going up to uh, twelve ninety nine a month starting in May, which no big deal. I like Netflix. I mean, I I do watch a lot of their original programming and things like that, but at six ninety nine for what you're gonna get is a steal, buddy. Yeah, I at least expected nine ninety nine at the low end. You know, probably yeah. ten or eleven bucks, but uh, six ninety nine for everything you're going to get with the service. There's no reason not to. And so, with that being said, not only do you get all of the uh, Disney library, you also get everything from Marvel, Pixar, uh, Star Wars, and then uh, some original. Um, nonfiction content from like uh, National Ge- Geographic, for instance. And so some of the things that are be- going to be coming from Marvel Studios side is uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. And that is a series based on uh, the characters that Anthony Mackie plays as the Falcon and Seb- Sebastian Stan uh, from the Winter Soldier. Uh, new live action series, obviously going to continue their uh, story from uh, the MCU. And then we also get the pairing of what they're called WandaVision. Not loving the title of that. No, I like the name. That's lame. But you get uh, the Scarlet Witch, uh, Wanda Maximoff, and Paul Bettany's uh, The Vision in their own series. And then uh, Marvel's doing an animated series of a comic line that I always enjoyed growing up. It's uh, Marvel's What If. And basically each episode deals with uh, different What If type questions uh they haven't given us any indication but it was like uh you know what if the fantastic four never went to space you know and what would happen there and they would do a comic book based around that storyline so uh could be some fun stuff there obviously uh, we mentioned last week that marvel studios is also working on a, a hawkeye and a loki um limited series and not together separately on the Walt Disney side, they are doing something called Into the Unknown, making a Frozen 2. Gives you a behind-the-scenes look into that. And then Pixar is doing a Forky Asks Question, which is a animated short series based on the new character from Toy Story 4, uh, Forky. Forky's um, a freaking spork. He is. I'm not even supposed to be here. Shut up. It also looks like uh, Phineas and Ferb are making their way back to Disney with a Phineas and Ferb movie. Uh, I know my kids will enjoy that. It was a pretty good series from uh, from Disney. Yeah, it was, actually. So that's a little bit of what you can expect with Disney+. Plus. Oh, you know another huge thing, too? Uh, And if I'm jumping the gun, I apologize. They will be the only place to stream The Simpsons all 30 plus seasons every episode on disney plus oh that's great you know obviously we know that disney is making sort of a renewed effort into you know the fox properties that they acquired there was some concern that uh, you know simpsons might not play into that but obviously that's not the case they are definitely standing behind the simpsons did you see that uh, youtube video where they're like Let's thank our new bosses. Uh, <laughs> and there's the statue of Darth Vader on the lawn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the old Rupert Murdoch of Fox, their old boss in the trash can. Uh, <laughs> good stuff, man. I think uh, I'm happy that Disney's going to embrace them and have them on their uh, Disney Plus channel. I think that's great. Yeah. So along with the investor meeting, we found out 
a couple of the originals that are going to be available on launch day. Uh, so with that, you get uh, Lady and the Tramp, sort of a live action series of that. High School Musical, the musical. No idea what that is. Wow. Uh, High School Musical, the musical. Because first time, it just wasn't singing enough. <laughs> uh, let's see. The World According to Jeff Goldblum, which is a, a National Geographic series. Oh, man. Shauna, our, our Netflix friend, is going to be happy. <laughs> uh, Kristen Bell, she's got a, a series called Encore. And oh, then singing. Marvel's got something called The Hero Project, which, uh, again, I have no idea what that is. But with all of that being said... The one series we are looking forward to that is coming out on launch date is The Mandalorian. And uh, okay. this this is a series helmed by Jon Favreau. Uh, obviously, we know that, uh, you know, he directed Iron Man 1. Uh, he's behind the new Lion King. And it is a series that is based around the race that uh, Boba Fett is, The Mandalorian's. And so we know that uh, November 12th, when G Disney Plus comes available, uh, that series will be there right at the launch. I'm excited for that. That's going to be fantastic. Now, the interesting thing is, aside from the Disney investor meeting, uh, there was also the Star Wars celebration this past weekend as well. And aside from a few new screen grabs from The Mandalorian, I'm really surprised we didn't get a trailer. Right. There's nothing. Just still frames and, and little things here and there. Yeah. I mean, it looks good from the still frames. And then uh, I saw a glimpse of Carl Weathers in it, uh, which, you know, is always strange to see him outside of either Rocky or uh, the Predator. But right. uh, he's uh, he's All in the series. All in the hips. <laughs> uh, totally <laughs> forgot about his role in Happy Gilmore. It's all in the hips. <laughs> so that's just one series coming to Disney Plus uh, in the world of Star Wars. The Another series that they're working on is the Cassian Andor series, uh, which if you remember uh, Star Wars Rogue One, Cassian Andor was played by uh, oh, Diego uh, Luna. Oh, okay. And uh, he's getting his own series, uh, I would assume a uh, prequel to Rogue One, considering what happened into that. Spoilers, spoiler alerts. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alerts. <laughs> Boy, spoiler I can't speak alert, very well spoiler today. alert. But uh, the other bit of news that we're getting out of that is that uh, Alan Tudyk is coming back to voice K2SO, who was definitely one of the better parts of um, Rogue One. Rogue One altogether was actually a really great movie, but uh, he provided some of the comic relief. Yeah, he was pretty good. I liked him definitely better than C-3PO. I found a Star Wars soundboard to be annoying. Oh, I was like, oh, I don't know that? what one's going to do what, but there you go. <laughs> so Alan Tudyk does a lot of voiceover work. We know he's going to be Iago in the new uh, Aladdin movie. And then, uh, I don't know, Tone, are you watching um, the Santa Clarita Diet on Netflix? I have, I'm up to, uh, I just started season three. But, okay. Uh, I've caught up up to that. I mean, I haven't watched all season three, but I just watched the first episode the other night. So season three is fantastic. Uh, it's far too short, just like the other seasons. But uh, the 
in season one and two, um, and I'm blanking on the character's name, the head that they keep into the basement was played. Oh, Nathan Fillion's character was played by Nathan Fillion. In season three, it's actually played by Alan Tudyk. Oh, is it? Yep, it's no longer Nathan Fillion. That's weird. They got the new head. And they were both in Firefly together. Oh, fantastic. So uh, that is the second of the Star Wars series that we know is coming to uh, Disney+. And then the third that we're really excited about, and there's a new trailer that dropped uh, around the Disney, or sorry, the Star Wars celebration, is the new trailer for the last final newest episode not episode uh boy my brain is scattered today uh it's not even a late night show no drinking no nothing the final season of star wars the clone wars and so uh disney for the longest time had star wars the clone wars uh through basically season five and then they came back with what they called the lost missions, which were just sort of scattered episodes that went straight to Netflix. And now Dave Filoni, the creator of uh, the Clone Wars, is coming back with what is going to be a true final season to cap everything off. Uh, Ahsoka comes back. And the funny thing is they can't decide if it's called season seven or season six, because the lost missions technically wasn't a full season. But uh, in any case, we will post the teaser trailer. Uh, actually, it's more of a full-on trailer uh, talking about that new series. Yeah, I was going to say, their, their teaser trailers are not really teaser trailers this time around. Yeah. And uh, that's also going to appear exclusively on Disney+. Plus. So if you're a fan of that series, you can go back and catch not only that um season but all the prior seasons as well yeah i think it's gonna be good like um i i didn't you know a good thing is or no i don't know if it's a good thing it's kind of lame i only got to see um the first couple episodes or the first couple seasons i didn't even see all of it so i'm looking forward to catching up on disney plus it's good and then the other thing (laughs) well yeah we are excited (laughs) uh the other thing about it is when Disney acquired Lucasfilm, they had all of the books and random series, video games, whatever it was, and they basically went in and discarded a lot of stuff as not being canon, not being part of the storyline. And they did come back and say that The Clone Wars definitely was canon. Uh, Star Wars Rebels, which uh, was the follow-up series to that, was also canon. And so it's nice that, uh, you know, it follows along with what Disney foresees as, you know, the true Star Wars storylines. Yeah, it's going to be really good. I like how it ties in, like it brought back like Darth Maul and everything. So that way it kind of ties in after the uh, the the early films where we're like, oh, he's a cool character. Well, he, he was a throwaway character, only to find out in the show that he really was not a throwaway character. So, yep. All right. That was most impressive. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. (laughs) All right. Moving on from TV news to the weekend box office. Wow. I cannot (laughs) put a coherent sentence together today. (laughs) Exactly. Good work. (laughs) Not good work. (laughs) I'm going to the dark side. Impressive. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is fun, man. Just finding I didn't this is just kind of a train wreck. <laughs> but it's fun to kind of find a soundboard for this. Ah, oh, that's all right. All right, the weekend box office, as we do every week, uh, we'll run down the top 10 movies in the theaters this week. Um, this will be your small reprieve from Star Wars news. Yeah, it's a little break, a little breather. In yep. fact, since there's no nerd, as the nerd world turns this week, I guess, <clears throat> you are all subjected to a really crappy intro. Are you ready? Ah. <gasps> It is time for the Proton Pack Weekend Box Office Report with the Golden Boys, Christian. I see your time in Nebraska has worn off a little bit on you. After these messages, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> we'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, it did me a little good, a little country <laughs> action. I figured oh. I'd give you a little something different than the... Well, going into the box office this weekend, I expected that we would get a new number one. Surprisingly, we did not. For a second week in a row, Shazam remained at the top of the box office with another $25.1 million. I had nothing to say to that. Impressive? Impressive. (laughs) It is impressive. Shazam! It's good for them. DC's uh, Captain Marvel. It's all about (laughs) Captain Marvel this year. Uh, Chronically enough, next week, Captain Marvel will be the number one movie yet again in some form or fashion. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Surprisingly, the second place movie wasn't what I expected it to be either. Was the PG-13 comedy, sort of the backwards version of um, Big, called Little. And that came in second place with 15.4 million. Basically, uh, Regina Hall suddenly goes back to being her 13-year-old self. Um, had no idea this movie was coming out. Never heard anything about it. The fact that it made number two on the box office really surprises me. It, it surprises me too. Um, oh, I've never heard of it. In fact, when you said little, I had a friggin' 80s flashback from that terrible TV show. We are the Littles. Oh, my God. Do <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. That was terrible. Crazy. So. Daddy, and what does it do? <laughs> no, I have no idea, Arnold, and I don't know about the Little. Tony's having a little too much fun with the soundboard. Yeah, a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> so the third place movie is the movie I was expecting to be number one, at least number two. Um, and boy, has it been getting slammed by critics and it's the new R rated version of Hellboy with David Harbour, uh, playing the character. It only brought in $12 million over the weekend. Whatever your name is, get ready for the big surprise. That's the surprise. (laughs) Yeah, that is, um, disappointing. I actually thought Hellboy would rock in at least number two, but it is getting its ass beat in the, uh, comments or uh, reviews it's it's not doing good on rotten tomatoes i think as of our recording um it, it, it's only 49 percent. yeah it ain't doing good <laughs> and to be fair both of us had planned to go see it and have a review ready for this episode neither of us yeah. did that so 15 percent seriously rotten yeah shazam got 90 percent at 
you know, Rotten Tomatoes. Little, 47%. Hellboy at a stinky ass, 15%. Wow. That's bad. That is really bad. Like, they need to kind of replace, like, when it's below 20 on Rotten Tomatoes, instead of the green splat, it should be like the turd emoji. Because <laughs> there's no movie lower than that, man. Hellboy is, like the rank now 63 percent of the audience liked it um so it's mostly the critics that are oh the critics are just eating it says um all the hurdles at a relentless unforget unforgiving pace glued together with many many crunchy guitar licks you don't so much want to watch this movie as submit to being pummeled by it (laughs) the Uh, funny thing is is watching hellboy is my new personal idea of hell (laughs) wow these are not my opinions these are just a few critics on rotten tomatoes here yeah and after hearing how bad it's been slammed i kind of want to see it more now not for the reason (laughs) that it looks right i don't think anything as bad as um as what we saw um uh the witch oh god the witch was awful oh my gosh it's uh not not good at all. So, uh, <laughs> I'm still gonna see it. Yeah. So we'll we'll help out with that box office total a little bit, but uh, yeah, I have a feeling it's uh, whew, it's only gonna get worse from here. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> well, there, there's our first f bomb of the uh, of the show. I did think Arnold's dirty. all right moving on to fourth place was uh the stephen king's pet cemetery reboot with 10 million i know you haven't seen that yet but no i want to go see it yeah it's doing good on that 58 percent on rotten tomatoes um definitely still a movie i'd want to go see yeah and then in fifth place is dumbo with uh, another 9.1 million yeah that's you know, that one for Disney, man, that's really getting some weird feedback. That's 47% on Rotten Tomatoes, and uh, I still don't find too many people that have gone to see it due to how depressing and dark it seems. Well, the people that I know who have gone to see it didn't care for it much. You know, it was it was dark. It's Tim Burton. It's it's an old story. Yeah, it's not, not, a, not a Disney take. I'll catch it when it's out on uh, Disney+. Plus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in November, I'll catch it. All right. And then uh, rounding out the rest of the top 10, we had Captain Marvel in sixth place uh, with 8.6 million. She's still a planeteer, and you can be one too. <laughs> nice reference. <laughs> in seventh place is Jordan Peele's Us with 6.9 million. You still like us? <laughs> <laughs> In eighth place is a new romantic movie called After with Ooh, 6.2. I like, the I like the prequel before better. Before? Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. Duh, 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 duh. That was eighth place. Let's see. Ninth place was the stop motion animated Missing Link with 5.8 million. Yes. Um, it's not a Legend of Zelda movie, so forget it. Actually, I butchered this one on the uh, pop culture kaboom. Like, this movie looks so stupid. <laughs> it is probably it got 89% on Rotten Tomatoes so the critics really like it. So I'm sure if you have kids you might like it. It's got an all-star cast but it didn't find the audience it was looking for cuz that's a piss poor debut. Ooh. Yeah. 
and it comes from Leica Studios. And uh, my boys, and actually, I really enjoyed uh, their last movie, Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh, when it comes, yeah, to, yeah, when it comes to stop motion animation, I mean, they do it seamlessly. But I don't know. I think that maybe this movie just wasn't timed right with everything else that's coming. Yeah, no, out. it had Wolverine and Gamora as voices in it. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, I'm not even seen. Oh, the uh, number 10 was The Best of Enemies with Sam Rockwell. Taraji P. Henson brought in a whopping $2 million. Oh, wow. That's uh, that's better than the worst of friends, you know? <laughs> All right, uh, so that does it for the week's box office. We are going to move directly into our trailer of the week, and it is a big one. The... Ooh, you said big. So, obviously, there's no video this week. We didn't state that at the beginning. We've been trying to get the whole video part of our show going, and eh, we've had a Chris few and hiccups. Kind of have. Uh, we run into little technical difficulties. It always seems right before the show, hey, but I in any form of entertainment that typically happens when you're doing it from home. So bear with us. So what we're going to do with the trailer of the week this week, there's no surprise here is we are doing star Wars episode nine, the rise of the Skywalker. So we're going to play. If you listen along, Chris and I are going to comment on it while the trailer plays. So here we go with trailer of the week. Yep. So Tony's going to share his screen with me, which you folks can't see because of our wonderful technical issues, but, yes. uh, the technical issues. You will all be listening along with the rest of us. <laughs> but, uh, we were definitely excited when this dropped and we were expecting it. So yeah, it was definitely expected. Now the title we were trying to guess beforehand so if you haven't seen the trailer yet, yeah, check it us out on our uh, Facebook page. Yep. And so Start. you've got, yeah, Ray standing out in the middle of the desert, probably Jakku again. And that, she's that got, would be my guess. Yep, got her she Luke Skywalker. Yeah. That's Luke's, uh, Luke's uh, voice in the background there. But this is your fight. And we've got a... Uh, kind of has like a uh, Obi-Wan feel there. Mm-hmm. Every generation has a legend. That just pumps up right here. Yep. Sweeping in, we've got a TIE fighter that's piloted by, we assume, Kylo Ren? I, that's what I'm assuming, but it never shows the face. Look at that. Nope. Stance with Luke's saber there. Takes off running. Matrix! <laughs> this Christmas the sequel that you wanted last time chokeslam <laughs> Kylo just chokeslam the shit out of somebody there oh do you think, he's got a little friend do you think Kylo Ren putting his helmet together is uh basically throwing shade at Ryan Johnson yeah pretty much that totally looks like Return of the Jedi right there yep we got a little bit of Lando, uh, some uh, Princess back. Organa. Leia's back. Oh, the Death Star in the ocean. No one's ever really gone. Ginny, is that you? <laughs> Star Wars. The Rise of the Skywalker. December. All right, so that was your trailer of the week this week. And, 
you know, we kind of gave you a commentary through it. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and ask the golden voice first, and I'll chime in with my witty humor after. Uh, what do you think, man? I think it looks good. I mean, obviously, we know J.J. is back at the helm, and uh, he's going to treat it right. We know that he's undoing some of the sins of uh, Ryan Johnson. And then we have that uh, little laugh tease at the end of the trailer, which we all know <laughs> as uh, Emperor Palpatine. And uh, obviously, Luke mentions that nobody's ever really gone. So... You could go so much with that, with that line. Like, and what's great is like when I was watching trailers and things like uh, watching Kevin Smith's reaction, um, who's a friend of the show, by the way, wink, wink, nod, nod. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were wishing. Um, it's like we get the next six, seven months to speculate on all that. So um, it definitely got the interest peaked, and uh, I think with J.J. Abrams at the helm, I said this on Pop Culture Kaboom, I'll say it on our show, I think it's in good hands. And the only crappy thing is, is I feel like he's got to go back and he's got to kind of fix some of the BS from the last movie. So, mm -hmm. And, uh, and you know what is funny is Jimmy brought up a good point and said that is basically Return of the Jedi just – Re remade and yeah. i was like well like it could like it doesn't say like the deaths the second death star did fall apart is it is it on indoor who knows you know <laughs> has palpatine <laughs> been hiding out eating eating some ewoks has he been barbecuing some ewoks up in that death star is that who knows you know so. <laughs> well you know the thing is we did, from the little bit we've seen we don't know for sure if it's a you know direct Return of the Jedi ripoff, but, uh, you know, we've known that from eight movies before that this would be closing out the full Skywalker saga. And so it's a huge task that they have to overcome and wrap everything together from, you know, the original trilogy to the prequel trilogy to now this one. And so, um, you know, with JJ at the helm, I know it's in good hands. Uh, but at the same time, I don't envy what, he has to do in order to close out all of this. But it's nice that they're bringing Palpatine sort of back into the fold to, uh, uh, to do exactly that. Good. <laughs> yeah. I'm, that, that laugh at the end, man, that was undeniable that. Oh, there, no, there's, there's our two. <laughs> well, and it was a little bit of a surprise. I didn't expect to see anything about the emperor again. You know, there could be talks that, you know, maybe Snoke didn't fully disappear or die or whatever that might have been. But the fact that they're bringing Palpatine back into the fold is very cool. And apparently, according to Kathleen Kennedy, who's the uh, president of Lucasfilm, that's been the plan all along, that they've been looking to bring him back in to tie everything together. They weren't quite sure how they were going to do it, but between her and J.J. Abrams, uh, they definitely decided to um, include him in there. And apparently Ian McDermott, who plays Emperor Palpatine, uh, even showed up at the Star Wars celebration following the trailer. Yeah, man, he'd have to be stashed away for a long time. I can only imagine how how insane he looks at this point. Like, I'm wondering, like, how, wouldn't it be kind of cool, too? Like, there'd be, I mean, it'd be a lot to cram in for a finale. But uh, just to, throughout the movie, maybe sprinkle in past villains somehow. I don't know. 
<laughs> well, I know uh, Jabba. Jabba yeah. the Hutt. You know, Solo was trying to bring Darth Maul back into the uh, movie universe, but we're probably not going to see a follow up to that anytime soon. No, yeah. Um, while you tell this, um, I got to part ways for a moment, folks. You can't see me on here, but uh, bathroom time calls, unfortunately, for this this kind of wannabe radio host. So the golden voice will lead you through um, the, the next story, and I will jump back on. Yeah, so uh, I'll vamp a little bit while uh, Tony takes his potty break. But uh, in any case, uh, I mentioned that uh, Kathleen Kennedy, you know, obviously they've had this plan on how to close things out working with J.J. Abrams, we knew that early on J.J. went to uh, Skywalker Ranch to meet up with um, George Lucas himself, and we weren't exactly sure what the meeting was based about, Um, and now we're finding out a little bit more there that uh, J.J. Abrams went to basically consult George Lucas on, you know, the proper way to close all of this out. And uh, even though he didn't specifically say anything about, uh, you know, the return of Palpatine um, in his comments with uh, in interviews, it makes it seem that uh, that was probably the main focus of their meeting uh, between J.J. and uh, George Lucas. So it's nice to know that he still has his hands in it a little bit. You know, obviously, a lot of people weren't super excited about uh you know, the prequel trilogies and and what George did with those. But at the same time, you know, if you were like my kids who didn't grow up with the original series, didn't know anything better than those prequels, they love them. You know, they they think they're great. And ultimately they tell story of Anakin becoming Darth Vader. What we didn't realize is that uh, every episode from early on to the uh, um, prequel series that uh, everything sort of revolved around Palpatine. And, uh, you know, what we're finding now is uh, how that's going to conclude. The other thing to note in this is that in the trailer, we saw uh, Princess Leia, played by Carrie Fisher. We all know that she passed away. early last year before the release of uh, The Last Jedi. And uh, they have decided to go back and utilize footage from The Force Awakens to integrate into The Rise of Skywalker. Um, Not exactly sure how they're going to explain her absence, if they are going to kill her off. But regardless, she is appearing. She is not dead between the two movies. And uh, we know that, uh, you know, they basically built scenes around uh, Carrie Fisher's unused footage from um, that original movie. So uh, a lot of fun and exciting stuff to uh, be excited about with The Rise of Skywalker. Um, The name Rise of Skywalker, when I first heard it, wasn't thrilled. But at the same time, it's... Not the worst title, you know, Attack of the Clones, eh, Return of the Jedi, um, Revenge of the Sith. So this isn't too far out of that whole ballpark area. Um, So that movie will be coming out uh, December 20th, ironically, on my birthday. That'll be a nice birthday gift to myself. Uh, Moving on, Tony is still not back from his restroom break yet, but uh, I'll go ahead and keep things going. 
Oh, there he is. He's coming back in now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pro Tom Pack Podcast. Just kidding. <laughs> Thank Good you. Time. For, dude, you held down the fort, Mr. Golden Voice. Whew, I feel Whew. bad. I'm sorry. Usually <laughs> when you leave me, I'm like, uh, I'm like Garth from Wayne's World, you know? Uh, <laughs> it's just that awkward silence. I like to play. I like to play drums. <laughs> <laughs> well, good timing, because I was just moving on to the next story that uh, after the conclusion of the Skywalker Saga, Star Wars Episode Nine, uh, Disney Chief has come out... Uh, Disney chief Bob Iger has said that Star Wars will essentially be on a hiatus in terms of the movies. This, they have, this would have been the perfect part to play that soundboard. soundboard. No! But I don't have him up anymore. So <laughs> We know that uh, they are concentrating on their television series that are going to be on uh, Disney+. Plus. They're working on a series with uh, Game of Thrones creators, uh, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss which should be pretty cool. And regardless of all of the complaints of The Last Jedi, they are still working on moving forward with a new Star Wars trilogy of movies after the hiatus with uh, director Ryan Johnson. And so it looks like he's... Just a quick vent. Like What they really should have done with him, and I know it's just my opinion, doesn't matter, but it's our show, so I can say it. Um... Why in the hell do we even have him do The Last Jedi? He could have just done his own trilogy. This could have been the Abrams, you know, finish up the saga. And Rain Johnson could have done that. Because now I have this bad feeling that a lot of Last Jedi haters are not going to want to watch his um, <clears throat> his new stuff. I mean, they'll watch it, but I just they're going to go into it like with a bad taste in their mouth already. Well, the original plan was with this current trilogy that just like the first Star Wars movies, episode four, five, and six, each one would be helmed by a different director. And so J.J. Abrams was going to do the first one, executive produced the second one with Ryan Johnson directing. But after the fallout from that, they didn't want to take that chance on another director. So they brought J.J. Abrams back into the fold. Um, I mean, realistically, Ryan Johnson didn't do a terrible job with The Last Jedi. I think the biggest things were the changes that he made to the direction that J.J. Abrams was going. That pissed a lot of people off. But I it think with sure his did. own original trilogy with new characters, I mean, he's a very capable director, writer. Um, I think he could do some good with it um, as long as Lucasfilm keeps the reins on him just a little bit. Right. Otherwise, it's going to be... That's right. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so while we'll have plenty of video games and TV series to uh, hold us over until the next round of movies come out, um, you know, they're looking at taking a little bit of a breather, a little bit of a break. Do they but... not realize really, too, they based that all on the failure of Solo, which actually was not a bad movie by no means. It was actually no. really good. The problem with it is, is they opened it up right after Infinity War. It, yeah. it would be like if you took Episode Nine and you released it one week after Endgame. Episode Nine wouldn't even take Endgame on. No, it just, no, it wouldn't. It'd be stupid to do that. But that's that's called marketing, you know, strategic planning on your release dates, and uh, that's where they fail. Strategic. <laughs> 
strategery. Yeah. So honestly, like you, I agree. I don't think they need to take that break with the movies. I think the fact that they canned some of the standalone movies that they were planning on doing was sort of a misstep. But at the same time, you can sort of understand where they're coming from. And, uh, you know, the hope is that, uh, you know, Kathleen Kennedy is working on the next decade worth of movies, uh, obviously with a new trilogy coming through. Um, and so we'll definitely see stuff coming on the horizon, but I would assume it'll probably be at least two years before we see a new big screen Star Wars movie. Right. I would like to see still, like if they went back and did an Obi-Wan would be great. Um, a Boba Fett. A Boba Fett. Um, which also, we may be getting basically that with the Mandalorian With the Mandalorian, series. yeah. That, that could be really good too. Um, definitely um, if you took uh, video game properties like the, the Force Unleashed, that, mm-hmm. that was great, you know, to play along with that was fantastic. Or if you do the Knights of the Old Republic, you, you if you borrow from some of these more well-known ones, it should be pretty good. So we will well, see. I'm not going to say ho- no to new Star Wars, you know. My hope is that the project that they're working on with uh, the Game of Thrones creators, D.B. Weiss and David Benioff, is something like Old Republic related. Ooh, that'll be good. I would very much enjoy that. I think that would be uh, very good. That's all I had to say. That was done. Good. 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 <laughs> good. All right. Ding, ding. <laughs> uh, so that does it for movie news this week. As I mentioned, it was pretty much all Star Wars uh, coming off of Star Wars Celebration and uh, the Disney Plus investor meeting. Um, but that doesn't mean that we're done with Star Wars news by any this, means. This is a Star Wars episode, huh? It really is. Star Wars. So (laughs) the next bit of news relates to the um, theme park opening at both Disneyland and Disney World called Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which uh, basically takes you to the planet of Batuu and you get to hang out at the Black Spire Outpost. And... uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about some of the attractions that were coming there, some of the cool stuff they're doing with that. Uh, a little bit more news has been released as it's related to that. Uh, one of the things being that, uh, you know, Yoda will be a part of the attraction, part of the uh, uh, the theme of, you know, where they're at. To what degree, I, I don't exactly know. We do know that uh, you will be seeing uh, a couple characters like Rex and Hondo Onaka from Rebels. Ooh, but, I think, but I think Yoda is going to be probably the big name one there. Uh, you seek Yoda. <laughs> 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 other funny thing to come out of there is uh, obviously we know Disney has a partnership with Coke and they do uh, some neat things in their theme parks. Well, what's coming out of this is actually pretty cool. They are doing... Um, Coke, Diet Coke, Sprite in bottles that look like thermal detonators. They do. Like a little grenade. Which is actually Uh, pretty cool. And then the the Coca-Cola logo, the Diet Coke logo, and the Sprite logos are all in alien languages. So it's, you know, you don't get the traditional Coke, but you get bits and pieces of that. And uh, they're really cool looking. Tony's going to post them uh, up on our Facebook page. (laughs) 
And I can only yeah, imagine that they'll sell some sort of Star Wars utility belt that you can attach your thermal detonator drinks to. Yeah. I can also imagine like one of those little Cokes, which would, they're probably what, this maybe smaller than a can size. Those are probably going to be like 6 to $7 a pop. Oh, easily. It's hard to tell when it's in that sort of orb shape, but a can is, what, 12 ounces? Yeah. I assume it's at least 12 ounces. I, I probably would pick them up. I mean, I, I'll be out in Disney World in bed at, at the end of May, June. Yeah, somewhere in there. May, June, you know? May, June. <laughs> and uh, I, I, it's not going to be open, so I won't be able to see it there, but... Uh, and I think it's going to be hard to get into Galaxy's Edge just at Disneyland in general, too. Oof. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't expect being able to get in there for at least six months uh, to a year after they open. Uh, now, the one thing that we do know about the Black Spire Outpost is that it will be the first place in Disneyland history to serve alcoholic beverages. So not including California Adventure, but Disneyland, uh, you'll be able to get uh, you know, unique Star Wars themed alcoholic beverages. Um, and then for obviously the non-alcoholic side, you'll have the Cokes. You can also order a glass of blue or green milk in the cantina. Which, oh, just like when Luke uh, drank that uh, space alien titty. Yep. Yep. Which does not sound appetizing to me whatsoever, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> So I threw uh, you off. I'm so sorry. I have the soundboard and I'm just messing with it. That's all right. Keeps things interesting. <laughs> you just don't know what's coming. You you just pause like, how do I how do I <laughs> how do I respond to this? How do I respond to this? I have no idea. All right, that does it for Star Wars theme park news, and now we're finally moving on to our last story of the episode, and it is surprise, surprise, Star Wars related. Uh over the Star Wars celebration, we got the story trailer for the new EA game, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which looks fantastic. I mean, I watched the trailer. It doesn't give us any indication of what the gameplay is going to be like. Still don't know if it's first person, third person, uh, turn-based role-playing. I have uh, no idea. It's actually, it is a, it is a, going to be a... Uh, um, a single player, um, third, uh, geez. Third person. Yeah. They just 39 minutes ago, they released it. Um, more details on it. Um, that's not what I wanted to play. <laughs> Basically. Um, what they're going to do is they're trying EA is still involved. Um, but it's, it's not going to be a first person shooter, uh, but like a third person, uh, adventure action game. Okay, so somewhat along the lines of The Force Unleashed, um, just in terms of the way that it'll be structured, I Exactly, assume. yeah. And it's done by, um, it's done by a Respawn. Upper, yeah, so um, everybody is getting pretty um, excited about it. So that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. And so the story trailer, you know, gives us an insight. Uh, we know that it'll take place uh, after the... Um, Revenge of the Sith, so episode three, after essentially the entire Jedi has been eradicated. And uh, it centers around this character who seemingly is just a construction worker who uh, is trying to mind his own business, stay out of the way, and then finds out that he has force powers and is thrust into 
a world that he doesn't necessarily want to be a part of. Yeah, it, and it came as a surprise, too, because I guess people that were working on the 1313 one, mm-hmm. um, that was uh, the game that got canceled. So a lot of them were surprised that they went ahead and uh, popped out. But I shared the fans, uh, you know, the, the skeptics out there because uh, EA dropped the ball on the Battlefront games. They were graphically beautiful, but not the greatest by no means. Right. Well, the problem is the replay value. You know, they are fun games. You know, you can get in, get out real quick. Um, you know, their networks worked pretty well as far as keeping a lot of people in the games at once. But you can only play those levels so many times. You know, you can only be the Star Wars heroes or villains so many times. And there wasn't much to keep people coming back. There was no real story mode. There was nothing to, to keep you engaged. Right. It just kind of... It's just it's coming in November, so that's good. It's uh, supposedly single player, um, story driven, no multiplayer, no microtransactions ever. So it's just straight story. Um, it's just the lead character's young Padawan who survived Order sixty six. So it takes place right after Revenge of the Sith. So should be good. Um, did you know Cal is the main character? He's going to be voiced by actor Cameron. Monahan. Ah, the Joker. Yeah, so he is uh, going to do the voice. Um, apparently, his lightsaber is going to change and evolve as you progress. Of course, using these powers will make you stand out. So it looks like you kind of got to be stealth because you he lives his life as a hunted man by three rules: don't stand out, accept the path, and trust no one. Um, well, and he only trusts in the Force. So um looks really good the trailer is up on our uh, facebook page um so we'll see should be along the lines exactly of the force unleashed now one of the things i'm curious about is you know this will be the first story-based star wars game that's come out since disney took over is this going to be canon or is i mean it takes place in that world right after order 66 i'm gonna say yeah I i think it will be because they they even include the Force Unleashed canon, because that's that's uh, right. Yeah. They do count it as Vader's apprentice, um, his secret apprentice. So yeah, if you follow that, it's definitely going to be canon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm not going to get too excited till I play at least a demo. Um, the graphics are are looking to shape up at least in the trailer. I think Jedi Fallen Order is definitely more of a movie title I would have expected versus the Rise of Skywalker, but. Yep um oh i mentioned that while you were out (laughs) oh did you mention that okay see what happens when i go and take a a sherwood break (laughs) hey sometimes we gotta go to the forest kids so yeah it looks like it's gonna be good i was just looking up here that um you know in basically two months time we have uh, e3 so june 11th um we're gonna get already starting to leak um they are starting to leak a bunch of new things going into E3 here in the next month and a half. Like, um, so I'm sure we'll see more on Star Wars. But uh, today they've already Microsoft unveiled it's going to re-release the Xbox One S. It's all digital console, so no disc drive. It's going to be $250. But you still have um, to download and wait. Yeah, you guys have to wait. download everything, which is dumb. Yeah, it says pay less, get everything but the disc reader. Um, uh, the one I'm I'm still excited about is the Google Stadia. I think that's yeah. going to be a, a game changer. 
I do too. I it, this whole like downloading thing just takes forever. Um, from what I was reading too, it seems like uh, PlayStation Five is going to be announced at E3, and uh, rumor has it that the next Xbox and PlayStation will be the last of the console era. So interesting. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. Um, other big news today. Um, Xbox kind of popped out with their, so that's their cheapest system out there. And you can get the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which is fifteen. It's fourteen ninety nine. You get unlimited gameplay for the month, plus it counts as your Xbox Live. So for fifteen bucks a month, that's a whole lot of gaming. If you don't, if you already have Xbox Live prepaid, then it's nine ninety nine a month. So okay. whatever suits you best. Good deals there. Um, let's see. No big news out of Nintendo this week. Um, last week they released. Uh, uh the lot mario the lost levels for free if you're an online subscriber as well as um punch out so but i think we talked about that on last week we did we did yeah. uh you know i think the big thing we're looking forward to is next week will be the release of mortal kombat 11 yeah and i actually i ordered it so i'll have it and i'll be able to give you a hands-on review very cool i, yeah, I hope it's not a piece of crapo yeah, um, <laughs> and I shared on our page too. Marvel Ultimate Alliance three for the Switch will be out in uh, oh right around July, which I got excited. I thought it was Marvel versus Capcom, but oh, no. it's got no. the cover of it's got Wolverine front and center with Iron Man right behind him, Spider Man, Captain Marvel. Um, I see Groot, Rocket, Thor, uh, Gwen, uh, Spider Gwen, Venom. Let's see. Um, Black Panther, Star Lord, Deadpool, all kinds of characters on there. Daredevils on there. Nightcrawler. Nice. And the yeah. first two Ultimate Alliance games were a whole lot of fun. I mean, yeah. the graphics don't really hold up now, but uh, now yeah. you've got a third one for the next gen. Yeah, and this one's all about getting the Infinity Stones, and it's done from somebody different, so um, should be interesting. Very so, cool. Yeah, I'm excited about that. So that pumps out July 19th. And uh, and uh, that's really it. See, I was scrounging at the end to not make it so Star Wars, you know. Like, what else can I find that's not Star Wars for you? Yeah. We're not talking Game of Thrones this week because uh, I don't watch Game of Thrones. I know. Do you? Yep. Uh, I did up through like season three, and then <laughs> I made it further than you did. I got did to you? season four. Yeah. Yeah. So. But trying to keep up, you know, I'll now that the series is ending, I'll probably go back and and. Yeah, that's, that's what I'll do. So don't, so fans, don't, don't, don't fret. We just, we don't dislike it. We just are not uh, <laughs> that far into it to really share. Um, other big news. Last one, I think I'll leave it out on for news wise is uh, Capcom is gonna be releasing a home arcade standalone unit with 16 classic games. Um, the controller itself is pretty neat. I'll have to put this on our page. Um, is a big Capcom logo, but with arcade joysticks coming out. Um, it's a standalone plug-and-play unit, two-player arcade setup. Comes with 16 games. Comes out October 25th. Uh, it's going to be 260 bucks. It's a little steep for 16 games, but it does uh, include HDMI output. Uh, now, if you could hack this sucker and put MAME, we'd be talking. But yeah. uh 16 games, you can get 1944, Alien vs. Predator. That's a good addition. Armored mm -hmm. Warriors, Capcom Sports Club, Captain Commando, great game. Cyberbots, Darkstalkers, 
good game. Mm-hmm. Eco Fighters, Final Fight, classic. Ghouls and Ghosts, classic. Giga Wing, Mega Man The Power Battle. That was a fun, fun fighting game. Pro Gear, Street Fighter 2, Hyper Fighting, Strider, and Puzzle Fighter 2. Um, looks cool. It's really just the Capcom logo with joysticks, but that'll be coming out this October if you are into that. Very cool. All right. Well, I think that about does it for this week's episode. We'll be back next week with uh, some non-Star Wars heavy news. Oh, no, my young Jedi. You will find that it is. You are mistaken about a great many things. (laughs) (laughs) And Tony tried closing us out before we had a chance to remind everybody to check us out (laughs) on our social media. (laughs) Uh, go to our Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash proton pack podcast, uh, Instagram <laughs> at proton pack podcast, check us out there. And, uh, Tony has his soundboard up and running. I have a feeling he's going to take us out that way. Yep. And that's the bottom line. Cause Stone Cold sets up.